getting recorded. Hi everyone, welcome to the Creative Spirits Podcast and this is our little interim break. Last week we chatted, oh, to me, Kate Donnell <laughs> um, from Dumbits by the Sea, all about my book, Palms to a Wild Gypsy Spirit, but <laughs> I've got some great news everyone. Um, Sherry McCartney of Creative Mermaids has been a little, doing a little bit of publishing herself. She has just published the second short story of the prequels to what's going to be a series of novellas under her pen name, Lynn Francis, which I love. I have so much to ask about this, Sherry. Um, so welcome and let's have a chat to Sherry, real life published author and writer um, here on the Creative Spirits podcast, part of the Creative Spirits podcast. This is so awesome, Sherry. Where do we start? <laughs> I don't know. Where would you like to start? What would you like to know? I think I want to start. I, I feel like the question on all of our listeners' lips is definitely why a pen name? Let's start. Let's break it right down to pen name. Let's jump into the pen name. And then I want to hear all about the novella, the prequels, these beautiful characters that you've created. Um, can we start with pen name? Does that work? Or do you want to talk a little bit about the books first? I love that you've got no, Actually, that's perfect because I think the yeah. pen name fits perfectly into Creative Spirit. Yes, okay. Yes, yeah. well, this is just it. Um, so, first off, let's go all the way back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I have been wanting to be a writer since, even before I could write. Like, mm -hmm. I can remember in kindergarten taking my pen and just, you know, doing those whole loopy, filling up scribblers with stories of loop to loop to curls. And my first book when I was 10 years old in grade seven. And it was like this mystery haunted house with spiders and tunnels, you know, two cool girls discovering what the secret of the haunted house is. And, you know, I was not a cool kid. I was never a cool kid. But people in my class are talking about this book. You know what I mean? And they weren't making fun of it. They were actually like, wow, someone in our class, you know, wrote a book. And so imperfect, cheery, temperamental writer, <laughs> I destroyed it. I destroyed the book because it was getting too much good attention. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, I mean, Rebecca Campbell talked about this a lot, how you teach what you need to learn. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, destroyed it. And so wow. when I finally started publishing, I published memoir. I published nonfiction Yes, because for me, books were something that Neil Gaiman wrote. Books were something that Margaret Atwood did. Books were Michael Andachi and Michael Crumby and Alice Munro. They were like pure poetry in motion and something that I could not do. So I was finally publishing. I was finally writing, but I was writing travel memoir. I was writing, yeah. you know, nonfiction. I could put my name to that. And I was still like, okay, I wasn't like, they're the best books ever, but I was able to say, I, this is me. But when it came to fiction, it was just so deeply personal that I was like, I can't. Like, and also what was coming out was not as good as what I wanted. Of course it wasn't, you know, like you need practice. You need to write the books. You need to write more than one, you know? And then I was someone who was basically refusing to write stories for years. And now all of a sudden I'm writing a story and going, this isn't Neil Gaiman. Well, of course, it's not Neil Gaiman. 
Neil Gaiman took 20, 30 years before he was Neil Gaiman too. Years. Yeah. I actually started talking about it in Thailand and I finally wrote it last year. So MJ was four, which means that the winter before he conceived, I started talking about this book. So, you know, <laughs> wow. just stationed them both my children together. Um, <laughs> yeah. And finally I said, I got to put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is before coaching or anything else. I was still, yeah. um, at home. This is a part of your coaching doing story. That just writing. Yeah. And I wrote the book. Yes, very much so. And then I wrote, I wrote the book. Well, it was a novella. Mm. The first one, um, Winds of Retribution. Mm -hmm. And I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And finally, I was like, you know what? Put a pen name on it. Put a pen name on it. Take that little bit of safety, that little mm. bit of distance. You can always claim it as yours afterwards, but mm. get it out. The important thing is to get it out. And actually, I mentioned this in the um, interview that we did with MS Wordsmith, but I actually was sitting on this and I was so close to publishing it. And then I heard Michael Anderley talking about um, on a rocking self publishing podcast, how he just wrote them and let the readers decide. He's like, put it out there mm. and let the readers decide. And mm. that was the final step that I was like, you know what, in order for me to do that, though, I need that bit of distance. And then I was like, okay, give yourself the distance. It's okay to use a pen. So apart from that, <laughs> there's no shame in it if that's what you need. So that's oh, what I do. No, if anything, it, to me, it makes, I'm more interested. I'm like, oh, tell me more. So apart from the podcast, <laughs> what, did that message come within you? Like, was there any, any, did anyone else sort of go, why don't you do a pen name? Or was that just your inner voice, your intuition, your inner knowing, like spirit, we could even, you know, suggest. 100% my inner knowing, although mm. I had been listening to so many self-publishing and podcasting and everything else. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people yeah, were saying, you know, pen name, if it's drastically different, for instance, if you use a rock, you write mm. your book, you know, stuff like that. And I was just like, no, that's, that's not the reason why I want this. Um, it, it has this to do with that distance, that safety distance. And that was definitely my intuition there saying that in order for me to have the distance, including a child crying. Oh, <laughs> Baba. <Aww, laughs> Lynn Francis yes, doesn't we, have kids. Mm -mm. It's okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, does have you given? I just said um, Lynn Francis doesn't have kids. Um, or maybe, no, she doesn't. It's maybe wonderful. She does. <laughs> like, have you given her that kind of personality? Does it, do you go that deep with a pen name? Like, well, do you this take on the persona when you write? Or like, or did Lynn, obviously she came after the words, but yeah, how does that work? Chicken or the egg? Yeah. And, and, and this was just it. And this is where things are kind of interesting because for me, so I put out that book and this was November of 2016. Mm -hmm. And um, I was very, I just put her out at the end of November. And then December, I wrote the short story. And I was ready. I was like, okay, now I'm going to hit the ground running. I'm going to be like Lynn Francis and do all the things that Shirley McCarthy is afraid to do. Yeah. And then my relationship to my partner almost fell apart and my brother died at the same time. Yeah. Wow. So these two things together were like, wow. yeah. And the whole thing went to the side. It was like, yeah. It was, I can't even think about this right now. Mm. I think maybe if she'd already been established and had that personality, she mm. would have been a way to retreat into 
my writing and my publishing and keep going because Lynn Francis has a wholly different viewpoint and abilities and she's not afraid of marketing because she doesn't have to be. It's not me. You know what I mean? Like it, it's that she's my shield. Hello. My boundaries. I absolutely but know what you mean. That like, didn't happen before Archetypes, they, they, they save me. Yeah. They tell me how to do things and I blame, I blame them a lot and they let me. Yeah, it's the sa- it's the same. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the same notion, really. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Mm. Exactly. And yes, and so this was just it. Yeah. But at the same time, I also think, you know, spirit takes you where you need to go. Yes. And I needed that year of deep healing and working. Mm. And I still want to keep Lynn Francis. Mm. But I also can now say, hey, she's me. Yeah. You know, in the same way that you can see the archetypes are part of you. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. You know, and yes, they can help you do things, but it's a tool in your kit that mm. helps you sometimes realize I want to do this, but I can't. So I need to pull on you. And when mm. I pull on your strength, which is part of me, of course, when Francis is me, she does not exist outside. The mm. archetypes don't exist outside of us. But we go to monk, we go to Lynn, they mm. give us the strength to then do what we need to do. Hold on one second. Mm. Yeah, definitely. In every way, shape and form. This is the best. So, okay, I, we've got Lynn. Um, we've got Lynn who came al- came along and she is definitely going to be a massive part of, because these are just the prequels, right? So there's um, there's so much more to come yet. And it's likely going to, Lynn's likely going to take, take control of the novella and the rest of the stories. She's going to be the one that kind of brings them out of your mind, right? Because I read one of your Instagram posts, you're saying like, I can't get them as good as, how I'm seeing it in my mind and you mentioned it at the beginning but you know with time with practice I can become that writer and I know that but Lynn's kind of here to go look let's just get this done let's start yesterday and let's share so there would have been quite a moment like after a year of deep healing losing your brother relationship turmoil there must have been a time when you put Lynn away what brought her back out So this was just it. <laughs> so everything you just said, right? Mm. Um, so there I am going, okay, I know I'm going to write this. And I was really enjoying the coaching. And then I realized at one point, I mean, I still do the coaching. I want to do the coaching. Mm. But I realized that I'd gone so far in the opposite direction of helping other people heal and be creative. Mm. That I'd started neglecting my own again. Mm. where at first I was ignoring everyone and everything and just looking at myself and mm. then you know the middle of last summer I launched the creative environment living virtual retreat which was kind of like my start bringing healing together start doing some work start showing myself that you know I don't have to lay flat on my stomach and grief all the time <laughs> it's something I can put myself together and that's the funny thing with grief you know that um some days you can be like the whole day and especially with me where I lived in Europe my brother was Canadian I, I never got to see him so it was normal for me to go a whole day, a whole week, a whole month, and never even see or talk to my brother. Because given his lifestyle too, it wasn't like, I have one brother who I have WhatsApp and we talk on Facebook, but my other brother's lifestyle is what killed him. And um, because of that, I might go weeks without seeing him and then suddenly he'll pop up. So it was normal for me to kind of go a whole month without thinking too much. And then all of a sudden be like, he's gone and I'll never see him again and be flat on my stomach crying downstairs for a day. You know, like it was really... Mm. weird um it was literally so like the whole boat. experience mm. like sometimes smooth sailing, <laughs> yeah. sometimes, sometimes not so smooth yeah wow 
Wow, Sherry. Exactly. And so, yeah. And then eventually, you know, you go through this healing, you go through this process. And I actually, um, I'll share here in this link too, um, another creative mermaid, Mel Hammond, by the time we put this, it'll be a couple weeks old, but still totally relevant, where how telling people to write every day is probably not the best thing to do because some days you just can't write. I read, I read Mel's post about that yes. today too. Yes. I was like, yes, some days you just can't. Like, yeah, yes. Exactly. Now, she did say that she often journaled it. Mm. And I realized that that's often what I was doing. And what I was doing last year was I was journaling. I was journaling. I was writing. I was getting the pain out. But I wasn't always shaping it into something publishable. Mm. And that's fine. And I was starting to beat myself up. And I realized then, okay, when I start beating myself up, that's when something needs to change. You know, you get this friction where when you're in total pain and you're just not thinking about it, then you're where you need to be. But when you start getting this friction of I should be doing something else, but I'm not, that's mm. when you're kind of moving into I'm healing. And I think this is also what I mean with the missing needle, that people start thinking that that's when they go with, oh, this is where I'm not good enough. Now I'm, I, 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 can't, I can't do what I want to do. I can't write. I can't publish. At the same time, I'm telling myself I, I should. I'm start beating myself with the whip. That's when I realized, okay, when this friction happens, you're actually healing. This is actually where you're starting to move. You're not there yet. You're still in the cocoon, but you're moving towards getting all that together and breaking out. Mm. And so that's when I gave myself permission. I couldn't write the second Lynn Francis book, but I could write a novella. <laughs> I could, sorry, I could write a short story. I'm like, let's play with Sudoku. Let's start doing that. Cause I, and I originally thought it would just be background for me for the second book. Mm. And then I realized, no, actually, he wants his own, and a short story mm. is fine. And that, yeah. and then I started writing book two. So now that I'm almost finished book two, I put yes. out the short story. Yes. So, but it really was then this whole process. Mm. Exactly. Mm. But I think it was important to respect that pain and that distance, and not force myself into it, and realize you know, hold space not just for my grief and my pain, but also my own story, my own development as a writer. Mm. And again, the story isn't what I want it to be yet. You know? No. <laughs> and so it's book two. It's, it's yeah. better than book one, but it's not where I want it to be. But also, mm. we live in a world now where chances are, if this was you know, 50 years ago, these books would have never been published. And I know that. Mm. But mm. I probably would have had someone who was like, you're close. You know, mm. spend the next two years refining the idea, developing it, and sticking it out there. Mm. And we'll talk in two years. But now I kind of live in a place where I can put the books out anyway, get used mm. to putting the books out, and yeah. being like, well, maybe they'll find their audience and maybe they won't. And if they won't, I'll find out what people don't like. You know, so it's almost like this instant feedback of yes. what people like and what they don't like. Yeah. And that's okay. And I love that. It's just a new experience. And just because it didn't happen 20 years ago, you know, when people had a slush pile and it didn't exist, you know, you couldn't get out of the slush pile. You had to go through like one reader mm. who was like, making major decisions like with lots of money on the line and their jobs in the line mm. that that doesn't mean that putting my new tentative squishy books out <laughs> like who are perfectly formed it's wrong because I'm not charging you know a, mm. an advance of twenty thousand dollars in the hopes that someone will read my book you know it's you know they're two ninety nine to four ninety nine and people can mm. invest in their short and I either like them or they don't and that's my feedback and to move from there. And I think that also took me a little while to accept that, to kind of go yeah. with, you know what, just because it's different doesn't mean it's not okay. It's a new world and that's fine. We're moving forward. We're making our own rules, guys. And do you know what, Sherry? Like once upon a time, that would have been a really weird thing that what? You're going to pay that person money to work on a book that 
might sell. Like that would have, like everything, every, they're all stories, aren't they? Like that, that would have been a strange concept. And now like, you know, that was the done thing. Do you know, until I spoke to you, I didn't really like when you're like, why are you waiting for this big publisher? Like just publish them yourself. I was like, what? Do people really do that? Like I had no idea. So like, I think, you know, it's people like you who are just embracing the new way and going, (laughs) why not just give it a go? Why not just put your stuff out there? And this is the best, like, you know, the customer doesn't lie. (laughs) Those statistics are real. Like they like it, it, they share it or they don't. Like when it comes to people investing, purchasing something, they're only going to spend their money if they really, really want to. And they're only going to tell other people to spend their money if they really, really want to. So I think putting a price on it's really important, but also going, I don't have to put heaps and heaps of pressure on myself or on other people to buy anything because I am just willing to put my words, my work out there. It's all going to shape something bigger and better. Or maybe it's not. It doesn't actually matter as long as you're creating, you're giving, and you're honouring your true heart's desire, which I really feel you're doing. There's a delay. Yes. No, that's so huge. <laughs> yeah, I know there's a delay. That's I'm like, I really hope that it's not like, you're not like, she just left me. No, I actually agree 100%. And yeah. the only thing I want to add to that too is that as authors, we are so lucky. And this is a Dean Wesley Smith thing that I'd heard from his um, Killing the Sacred Cow of Self-Publishing. Sorry. Yeah. He's a really huge self-publishing fan. And what he said was that, guys, we live in a world where we can't mess up. You know, like if you totally bomb and people are like, Lynn Francis books are the worst, mm. then tomorrow put a different name on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, write a different series and a different book and learn the craft better. Take everything they said. And Neil Gaiman also has a great quote, which is that when people tell you what's wrong, they're always right. When they tell you how to fix it, they're almost always wrong. <laughs> and, but yeah. really looking at that and integrating, so not letting them dictate what you write or how you write it, but you know, integrating things. Okay, well, this didn't work. I don't agree this is why, but actually maybe this was really why. And going with, okay, and I put a new name on it. I put a new name on it. Done. Mm-hmm. You know, like as long as you don't have the ego attached that it has to be Sherry McCarthy or mm-hmm. it has to be Lynn Francis, who everyone knows is really Sherry McCarthy, mm-hmm. I can just take these lessons where I got paid to learn, okay, I, people pay me money <laughs> to basically tell me my work is crap, as opposed to, you know, I just wait for months setting my work out, hoping and praying. I don't think this is people thing. have told Sherry her work's crap, just by the way, just like the ad there. <laughs> no, no, um, but, yeah. you know, actually, so far, I was, I, I was surprised, actually, because I was really happy that the reviews that came in, because of everything that happened, I didn't build a review team. I didn't send it out to people I know. I didn't send it out to people I had a relationship with. And so there wasn't a lot of reviews. There was only like three or four. But the ones that came in were all really positive from strangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, like, the positive from strangers is always so much more, not reliable, maybe reliable, um, than, which is why Amazon well, doesn't let you, biased, your mom right? review your books. Yeah, they're unbiased. Exactly. That's why Amazon says your mom's not allowed to write, review your book. Like he will, yeah. They remove that review. <laughs> like, I'm Sherry's mom, and it's the best book ever. Um, you know, the reason why Amazon says you're not allowed to do that. So as long, but as long as you're not that ego attachment, and again, it's the ego. It's the ego that's always stopping you from working, either because you don't want someone to leave a bad review on your name, mm. or because it has to be your name on the book that is published. You know, like ego will tell you different lies to stop you from creating and putting it out there. And I think this is the important thing is to realize: is this my ego speaking, or is this my deep seated desire and, mm. and sometimes they're the same but very rarely <laughs> yeah. very 
very rarely. So do you know what I was just thinking then? Like um, mm-hmm. there's a total pun here, like, but we choose what story we write every single day we wake up and this is bigger for just the creatives. We're all, we're all creatives, but this is bigger for just the people who are listening in particular to this little, you know, our little mini series within our series break um, to writers that, you know, we, it's, it's bigger than just to writers. Like we write our stories every day. You can wake up and go, today's going to be a good day or I'm going to do this differently. And I'm going to work towards this, like constantly evolving, constantly in the cocoon, butterfly cocoon, like it's always changing. That's what we spent the whole first series of creative um, spirits talking about. So like, do you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to embrace the pun and go, we write the stories, we write the stories. And and that's, you know, we write our stories, what makes us writers, what, what makes us authors, what makes us published, you know, is embracing who we are and honouring it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To MJ. Yeah. Preach. Preach. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. So, all right. And, so, yeah. yeah. I just want everyone think that mm. um, because now I'm kind of distracted because you know kids are running around screaming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I've got no, I've got some wrap up plans. Thing, I've got so. some wrap up plans ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, then I'll just add that one last thing is that because we are the authors of our story too, mm. we have to remember that any good story has pain, mm. and we need to remember that. That and this was something that for a long time as a writer I couldn't do either. I the I can't remember who said it, but it was like the best thing you could do for a story is put your protagonist in a tree, throw rocks at them, and then let them get down. And we often put them in a tree at best. We don't want to throw rocks at them. We don't want to throw rocks at ourselves. And this is what keeps us stuck up on that tree because until we feel those rocks, until we're pelted, our story is not allowed to end. We can't come down and be a butterfly until someone hit us with a rock and um oh, you're if that's so your inspiring. ego saying you can't write if that's your ego saying you can't publish yes yes yeah if that's like i said just the pain that you're not willing to sit through before you can start creating we yeah. have to accept that that the whole life is bliss and pain together yes yes and we got to stop running away from this and sit with the pain so we can move through and do something bigger and better oh my god this, these are like, yeah, total metaphor for life, by the way. That's what I was getting at before, I think. <laughs> but also this is so important. <laughs> That's why I just want to like tack that on there. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you got it. You got it. You grabbed it and you threw the rocks, babe. I felt it. It was good. <laughs> it's like I, I made a note to random to awaken spirit. Like I'm like, I've got to really, you know, it's, it's safe to put the soul trampling bits in. Like it's so Woo! important. So, and this, yeah, this is how we do it. We, we work, we support, we encourage. But now I've dropped the title of my books a good two, three, four times. And this is about you, my love, and the work of Lynn Francis. So tell us, where do we find the story of Riku? Where do we find the latest um, short story of Satuku? Satoko? Um, my pronunciation is bad on the Sudoku. Sudoku. Where do we? Where mine's do we, probably wrong too. You know, it's Japanese. Well, well, <laughs> well Lynn would know. Lynn would not get this wrong. Tell us where, exactly. where do we find these prequels? And um, yeah, you're obviously going to drop the link on SoundCloud, and we'll share it on the, for our YouTube watchers. But yeah, for any listeners, where are they going to come come and support you, this up and coming writer who has a pen name? And, um, yeah, happy days. Where do we find these stories? Exactly. I'm so keen to read them. Amazon. Amazon. Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. 
great. Yes. And so everything's on Kindle Limited except Kindle? for the Kitsune Wife because you can get that free from the mailing list. So oh, right. Kindle Limited. So, yeah. yeah. Lynnfrancis.com. Perfect. Um, Lynn Francis has two seconds. Of course she does. Lynnfrancis.com. Perfect. She does. Amazon, Kindle. We'll we'll have all the rest dropped in, but do you know Yes, what? and you can get the book off Amazon as well, the paperback. But the short oh, story's not. And you know how I feel about paperbacks. But can I just say yes. like <laughs> the real essence of us like putting you under the spotlight, Sherry, is one, your passion. Two, you bounce back. You bounce back, you bounce back, you bounce back. And three, how you were able to put all of your focus on coaching, supporting others as you heal, um, but also honour that you have a creative side and that there is, a, you know, your fiction stories need attention too. And so, you know, all how you, beautiful soul. Um, I can't wait to hear what our listeners have to say about the Francis, aka Sherry McCartney. And um, happy days. Yes, sorry about the you, ending. Do you have anything else to add before you have to go and make sure your kids are not drowning? Exactly. Right? Um, this is the message of middle people. This is what it looks like. But if you work through it, you'll get your book out. Yay! Honor the cocoon. Honor the conclude, <laughs> aka live. Sorry, thank you so much. Um, we're going to catch exactly. everyone next week with a really, really special guest. So, thanks for being here, listeners. Um, this is Creative Spirit signing out for another amazing week. We love you all. And um, wow, this isn't even season two yet. That's all I'm. Yeah. Yeah, bye. <laughs>